Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 375, continuing on with our writing series, our writing community series. I've got a great author with me today, Nicola Lowe. We've connected on Twitter and uh, Nicola shares some really, really fun tweets. So I recommend it. Follow Nicola. And uh, I'm so curious to share her writing journey with you on this series. So Nicola, how are you today? I am good. Thank you. Very good. Oh, well, uh, first of all, I'd like you to introduce yourself to uh, my audience and listeners. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and where you're from. Okay, so I'm Nicola. Um, I'm from Northern England, not far from Liverpool, for Beatles fans that might know that area of England, not too far from there. Um, So by day, I'm a program manager for a software company. And then by night, I write romance books. Oh, that's fantastic basically started in lockdown we were in lockdown due to covid and i was so fed up i just thought i'd write something nice to cheer the world up (laughs) so was uh so is your writing journey more in the last couple of years that you've gotten the spark or is this something that you've been wanting to do uh i mean how long have you had the the inch or the inkling to write uh, a novel i've always loved writing since i was really small um but never really felt brave enough to do it i think and then last New Year's Eve, it was my New Year's resolution. So last January 1st, 2021 was the first day I, I wrote anything. And uh, yeah, so very new. talk a little bit about some of the work that you've done or some of the, the books that you're working on right now. Okay, so I've got my first two here. This yes. is my first book, baby. Ah. So this, The Miss Kiss came out last July. Oh, congratulations. And everyone was... So really liked it and was really eager for a sequel. So straight onto it, the sequel, To Kiss You Again, that <laughs> came it. out last November. Um, and then for Christmas, I did a short story, sort of based on the characters in the alternate reality. Um, I've done some other short stories, which are on my website, and I've done some poetry. Um, but as for things that are actually going to be published, um, I'm working on a paranormal romance at the moment called Liar, oh, wow. which is... I don't think we've seen too many. Uh, I mean, I have. I don't know that we've seen that combination of genres before. So that should be very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was very much sticking to contemporary romance, and then I wrote a very short story about an angel, and I really just wanted to make that into a full book. Let's talk about the the books that you've written already. Uh, did you envision it as a series when you started? I know that serialized books uh, have become a lot more popular in recent years. Or is it something that took a life of its own? It definitely took a life of its own. (laughs) It was only going to be a one-off. I couldn't decide how to end it. I wrote three different endings. Um, And then it just, I started writing something else after, but I felt like I was cheating on that book, if that makes sense. I didn't feel like it was done. So I, I instead started writing the sequel and it just kind of all flowed. Well, let's talk about your origins as a writer. So I, I know you mentioned that writing is something that you've always had a passion for. And let's talk specifically about the romance genre, which I think is such an interesting genre. It's one that I've actually come to appreciate a little more recently. I, I've yeah. discovered uh, Debbie Maycomer. I've read a little bit of Jude Devereaux. So I, I've explored some of the books in that genre. And is this something that you've always been uh, drawn towards? Or is this a, a genre that uh, you've recently developed an interest in? I'd, I'd love to know that story. No, it's always been my favorite genre, whether it's in books or films or television, anything with romance in it. I'm a complete sucker for it. Um, I love reading fantasy books and mm-hmm. things like that as well. Um, 
but the ones that have got bits of romance in them between the characters, they're the bits I love. <laughs> so for our listeners, because I'm really curious to learn more about uh, your process. So where do you start? Where do you start with, um, uh, you know, an, an idea? Is it the characters? Yeah. Is it the plot? Where, where, where does your process begin? I'd say it's the characters. I'm a very daydreamy person. So the Mist Kiss, one of the main characters is a guy called Zach. And I was stuck in a traffic jam one day in a very posh part of England. Um, okay. And we were outside an Aston Martin garage. You know, Aston Martins, like James Bond drives. Mm-hmm. Sure. I was outside one of their dealerships and this gorgeous looking guy crossed the road in front of me and went in and he became Zach in my head. <laughs> oh, interesting. So do you find that you're inspired by people that you, you see or people that you know in your life to develop some of the characters that end up in your books? Yeah definitely sort of a combination of not necessarily people I know well just perhaps overhearing conversations or seeing people like that man outside the dealership yeah it just puts ideas in my head and then I build the plot around the characters what do you do do you have a process where if you get inspired let's say you're you're on the road or you're taking a walk do you do you jot something down do you have a process where do you just kind of kind of keep it on your head until you can get in front of a keyboard where a, a so, no of- the notes that in my phone ah. has got about 50 <laughs> different books scribbled into it <laughs> and yeah. then from there so it sounds like you start with the characters and then mm-hmm. what do you do next what's the what's the process in in developing a story and, and a plot and a through line so I'm not a very big planner. I will have a vague plan. So my vague plan was the Miss Kiss was about a girl who was very shy of dating, didn't want mm-hmm. to date, agrees to go on one blind date and falls madly in love. And then it gets complicated. So I just start writing and see what happens. Oh, interesting. So do you yeah. do you basically let your characters tell the story, it sounds like? Yes. I'm a bit obsessive about characters. They're literally real in my head. And I just <laughs> sit in front of the laptop and see what happens. In terms of balancing everything you do since you're a busy professional you have a family how do you how do you find the time to write I basically don't watch tv so at the point when everyone else is sat with their netflix box sets and the minute I get the kids to bed I'm writing so I I love what you're sharing with our our listeners today is that you basically find the time to make this a priority I I for so many of us People will say, well, I don't have time to write. But then when you look at your day, are there things that you yeah. can you can maybe sacrifice or put on the back burner? And for a lot of us, it might be Netflix where we're watching yes. watching a romance on, on TV <laughs> as opposed to creating one. And do you have, so it sounds like you do a lot of your writings in the evening. Um, do. do you find that you're most creative at that hour or is it just, it just works out that that's just the most practical time for you to write? That's just the most practical time. Yeah. But it works, works really well for me. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I love what you're sharing. So in terms of writing a first book, I know for mm-hmm. some of our listeners, they may be thinking I've always wanted to write a book. Uh, how long did that take you? How long did it take you to write that first draft? And I'm specifically interested in as you are balancing and living your life, a very full and busy life, how long did it take from start to finish for that first draft? So for the first draft, it's been about three months. Oh, that's, that's pretty impressive. And do you, did you set that as a, as a goal or did it just end up that it took about three months uh, per book? I set that as a goal for the second one because I've done it with the first one. I thought I can do that again. Um, with the third one, I actually put less pressure on myself, but I've loved writing the third one so much. It's just happened to be three months as well. Mm-hmm. Did you find 
any spots or challenges in the writing process? Did you hit any bumps in the road? Did you have writer's block at any point? I'd love to hear about uh, some rough spots that you might've come across. The bit I find the hardest is the middle. Beginnings, I could write the beginning of a book every day and ends, I love writing ends, but the middle, I always get a little bit bogged down, you know, as to which direction you can go. Mm-hmm. Because I think when you're writing it, anything in the world that you want to happen can happen. And it gets a bit overwhelming sometimes. Sure. Because they and could go to Australia. They could buy a pony. They could, you know, they could do anything and you have to narrow that down. It's tricky. So what do you do at that point? If you, if you hit that middle point where your characters can, like, like you said, go to Australia where they could do something else. What do you do? Do you, do you map out what might happen if they do X instead of Y, or do you make a decision and stick with that decision? How do you get out of that, um, that lull, or how do you get out of that spot with the middle? I think, yeah, you just have to be really flexible. Um, so I started writing, I'd probably written about four chapters at the middle of the Miss Kiss where one thing happened, they went in one direction and I just realized it wasn't, I wasn't feeling it right. Okay. So it's tough to delete four chapters of work that you've done, but you've got to be flexible and think, no, this needs to happen. I think you're hitting on something that's really key here is if you go in a direction and you find that it's not working to go back and then pick up from that point, at what point do you find, do you, do you have a, a, uh, a signal or some sort of sign that the direction that these characters are going right now is not quite working. I may need to make another decision in that middle portion. Yeah. And it's when I'm finding it difficult to write because I love my characters. I feel like they're my best friends. And if I'm writing something and feeling awkward for them, that might sound daft or thinking that they wouldn't like this. That's when I know I've gone in the wrong direction. And I'm curious to ask, because I, I, I know that some writers do this. Do you, do you envision, say, if this were a movie, who would be portraying yes. the particular characters and have their voice yes. in, in your head as you're writing the dialogue? Absolutely. Do you find that it's difficult to, to manage that time, though? I, I would love to learn a little bit more about the, the practical side. So you write primarily yeah. in the evenings. Do you write every evening or do you have specific evenings that you write? Uh, how does that work in terms of all of your responsibilities? Yeah. I would say probably four evenings okay. um, out of the week, but then there's an awful lot to do as well around marketing and sure. social media, keeping up with your website. So Nicolette, let, let's talk a little bit about um, the, the route that you chose to get your books out there. Did you yes. know in the beginning that you wanted to self-publish or did you th- consider going the traditional route? What was your calculation or what, was your decision process in terms of getting the book from first draft to publication? So when I finished that first draft, I didn't intend for anyone else to really read it. Um, I let my best friend read it and she loved it. Um, We were at a point in lockdown where you weren't allowed to see people inside. So we met Mm. in the park in the middle of winter, absolutely freezing. And just for about an hour, she told me how much she loved the book, how it brought back memories for her. And Mm. I just thought if I could do that for other people as well, I'd be so happy. Um, So I briefly looked into traditional publishing, but I am basically a complete control freak. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm very impatient. And I read stories about people querying for years. And then even when they do find an agent, it can go on for years. And I just thought, I just want to do this now while I had the passion, do you know? If I may ask, 
were you mm. not sure whether or not you wanted to share this book with the world? I, Correct. I, I, oh my yeah. gosh. I what basically was... wrote it just to cheer myself up because lockdown was so depressing. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I just thought I'd write something lovely to make me happy. And then my best friend was like, oh, let me read it. So I did. I absolutely yeah. love what you're sharing right now because so many of us think I'm not going to write a book unless X number of people are going to read it or buy it. But I love that you started out writing this for you that this yeah. was something that you wanted to do. This was a personal goal of yours. And then just the story of sharing it with your best friend, that alone, I think, could make a very interesting book. And so what was the next step then? I'd love to for you to share with our listeners, because going the self-published route, as you mentioned, there are lots of benefits, but it's also a challenge, I think, because there's so much that's involved with it. What did you find to be challenging when you decided, okay, I'm going to put this book out there and I'm going to publish it. I'm going to market it and, and, and basically yeah. uh, run the machine. Yeah. I think it's kind of sorting through the wealth of information that's on the internet. So if you Google how to self-publish, how to set up a Kindle account, there's so many articles and some are brilliant and some are not. And it's trying mm-hmm. to sort out what's going to help you and what's going to not. And I think the best thing I did was join the writing community on Twitter because I had so and much that's good how, advice. Actually, that's how you and I connected. And that's how yeah. I've, I've connected with a lot of the authors that I'm speaking with. So uh, so would you say that that was probably one of your best resources that you can share today was the yes. writing community on Twitter? And uh, what was the most challenging part about the self-publishing? Was it the the technical aspects of it? Was it the um, the editing process? Was there a particular process that <laughs> that was a bit of a learning curve for you? It's the being brave enough to take the step, I would say. So the day that I set up all my social media accounts that said Nicola Lowe author, I felt mm-hmm. like the biggest fraud in the world. Really? And then when I realized that my family and my friends, my work colleagues were going to see it, I just thought everyone would be like, what is she doing? Do you know? Oh my gosh. I was like mortified, but I really wanted to do it at the same time. So What yeah, got you over weeks, that? I was so I, embarrassed. I think that is such a common experience that so many of us have when we're putting ourselves out there, especially I can't even imagine if you're writing something so personal, uh, because these are characters that you have fallen in love with that you've given life to that are going on this journey, and you're sharing that what, you know, there's a crossroads at which you can say, I'm just going to keep this for myself. And, and, you know, that was the origin, or I'm going to press that button and share it out with the world. What got you to pass that point where you said, you know what, I'm going to make that leap? Because I just, part of me thinks if you don't get anywhere in life, unless you try to, you've got to take risks. Do I want to be 75 and go and I wish I'd published that book? Yeah. Or do I want to be 75 and go, and yeah, a few people didn't like it, but you know what? A hundred people loved it. So yeah. Absolutely. And that's, I, I think what you're sharing is so exciting because now you've written a couple of books since then. Yeah. And have you found that the process has gotten easier as you're writing uh, the subsequent books? Yeah, I think so, actually, because I know a lot more what I'm doing. I know the pitfalls to watch out for. Um, so at the first one, the first draft was so needed so much editing. But now I know the things to watch out for to make it easier as I go. Like my favorite word is the word gorgeous. And in the first book, the word gorgeous was in every sentence. It was ridiculous. Oh, I- <laughs> <laughs> And now I know to keep an eye out, you know, for things like that. And I know the timelines of when I need to have the final one ready for Amazon, when to get my cover designer involved. 
Same now, time. now you have all that experience having gone through that process. And yeah, what advice do you have for our listeners, many of whom maybe where you are a couple of years ago, they want to write a book, maybe it's one of their big 2022 goals, but yeah. they're not sure where to begin. What would be your best advice for starting out? I think the best thing is um, something I got told was write what you love, because while you're writing it, while you're editing it, while you're publishing it, you will read it about 500 times. You need to love it. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't try and kind of mimic anyone else. You need to have your own voice. Definitely. Whilst you can admire other people's styles and like their genre, you just need to keep your own voice, I would say. And just be brave and go for it. Um, there are there are websites and um, Booksprout, for example. I found some new readers on there. You can upload copies and complete strangers or read them if you don't like that personal feedback, like I got from my best friend. Um, and yeah, just take take on board what people say, but be brave. Just take that step. Mm. I think worst comes to the worst. Nobody likes it. It's still a massive achievement. How many people write a whole book? Absolutely. I mean, statistically speaking, it's one of the biggest life goals that people have around the world, but very few people, very few people get started. Very few people actually finish that first draft and even fewer people get to the stage where they're actually publishing their book and sharing it out with the world. Um, I would love for you to share because one thing that you hit on, which I think is important for any author to know, whether you're self-published or traditionally published, is that it doesn't Mm -hmm. stop with getting the book out there. Obviously, marketing the book and building the awareness is a huge aspect of it. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So there are multiple paths you can go down depending on budget. If you've Mm -hmm. got a budget, you can take out all the big adverts and you can do it that way. But most indie authors don't really have that kind of budget. So social media is a massive one. Um, so I set up Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, and I've actually met loads of readers that way. I think especially through Twitter, surprisingly. Um, I've also done a TikTok, but I'm not really very into TikToks. I can't <laughs> dance. You have to be able to dance. <laughs> is, that, is that the secret? Yeah, I've, I've shied away from TikTok. But yeah, <laughs> I know I really it's, it's becoming a more and more popular platform for a lot of authors. Uh, do you have yeah. a marketing tip that you can share with our listeners that you found works particularly well? I think you'd need to show the person that you are. Um, Mm -hmm. And then when people grow to like you, they engage more with your posts, they want to know more about you, and then naturally will want to know more about your books. Whereas if they're just seeing the same advert every day of buy my book. Right, right. Exactly. I I think that I love what you're sharing. It's not just putting a billboard out there that says buy my book. People want to know the author and then they want to know a little bit about you. And as they get to know you, then they they become more curious about your work. I think that's really cool. And um, I would love for you to share a little bit about your next book. It sounds like you're combining two very interesting genres. Uh, Can you share with our listeners a little bit about what it's about and when, when it'll be out for our listeners who are curious to read it? Absolutely. I'm completely in love with this book. So I really hope everyone else likes it. Um, So it's called Liar for reasons that will be revealed probably about three quarters of the way through the book. (laughs) Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. It's about a girl called Amber who's 25. She's English. She's a nurse. She's very shy, very quiet, reserved people, just likes caring for others. Starts to have some quite strange dreams about things that she's never dreamed about before. And it's basically about her awakening to find out that she's actually an angel who's been hidden in a human body. Wow. Oh my but God. it's massively, massively romantic. The amount of romance in my first two books, it's probably that times 50. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Where do you come up with these ideas? I, 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 that is <laughs> such an interesting idea. Where do you come up with something like one. that? Um, so I'd written a short story last year um, based on another friend I'd met through Twitter. I'd written a poem and his poem sort of inspired um, a little short story in my head. It's a short story. And then it that character um, in my head was the Amber character who's the main person in the book now. So it was from that Again, you're drawing back on com- connecting with other writers in the yes. Twitter community, the writing community, and you found inspiration there. I think that's fantastic. Nicola, where can our listeners find you and uh, share again with our listeners the name of your books? So we've got The Miss Kiss, To Kiss You Again, and The Christmas Kiss, which are all on Amazon now. And then Liar is released on the 7th of July. Um, it's all on my website. So that's www.nlowauthor.com. And on Twitter, I am at Nick's Writing. And Instagram and Facebook, I'm just Nicola Low Author. Awesome. And we'll have that, all of that on the write-up. Uh, moving forward, listeners, this I, I think you've learned a lot today about getting started, <laughs> finding the right time, also developing your characters. And I love what Nicola shared about uh, letting your characters tell the story and making decisions and not being afraid to go back. And, and if it's not gelling to maybe go back and make another decision, that's kind of the beauty of writing a book. You can, you can make different decisions, right? And then also what you shared about getting feedback and and putting yourself out there. I think that's all wonderful advice. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and joining me today to share all of your wisdom and experience with our listeners. Oh, it's been lovely. Thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. And Moving Forward listeners, again, this will be on our website at bemovingforward.com. And we'll be back next week with another episode. You can find the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. The views expressed by any featured guests are not necessarily those of the host, the program, or affiliates. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and bemovingforward.com. All rights reserved.